Now, the WSJM Sports Player of the Week, sponsored by Sturgis Banking Center. I'm Dave Wolf, WSJM Sports. I'm here with our WSJM Sports Player of the Week, L.A. Knapp of Brandy on High School Girls Basketball. So first off, congratulations. Thank you very much. So this was the week that was that got you the award this week. You had the uh, On the 21st, they went over St. Joe. Uh, you had 34 points, 4 assists, 2 seals. You were 10 of 11, 10 of 11 from the free, free throw line and 6 of 9 from 3-point range. In the game against River Valley two days later, a 69-20 to win. 12 points, 4 assists, and 4 steals. So we'll go back to the game at St. Joe first. Uh, you had 34 points, and... Was it one of those games where you just kind of felt that you were in the zone before the game even started? Because when you have 34 points and you start out that strong, you know, you got to know that you just felt kind of right. Yeah. Um, I think definitely before the game and warm-ups, I was hitting and I just had a lot of confidence in my shot. So when my first shot went in, I was like, it's going to be a good game and I'm going to hit a lot of shots. So. so, I mean, no matter where you were on the floor, you just pretty much, you you were you know, just like I said, in that zone. So during the game, um, six of nine, three point range. But in the middle of all that, what I find more impressive is that you drive to the lane. So you're 10, 11 from the free throw line, getting to the line is one thing and, you know, shooting free throws exceptionally well and shooting from the outside are, are another thing. How do you find yourself calming yourself after you know you're basically getting the ball in live action shooting threes uh shooting ch- short twos but then when you get to the line calm yourself enough to find the focus and shoot that well from the free throw line yeah um i practice free throws a lot because my dad always tells me like free throws are free shots so i think like when you get to the line you just have to dial in and focus even when you're tired you have to remember your routine and just focus on your shot so, like I said, those are just as important as three-pointers. Every point helps. And, you know, you may not be the tallest person on the floor. You're not even the tallest person on your team. But you're still going in there, into the into the lane, and going for shots. And they're contested shots, but, you know, an add one is just as good as a three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I try to have that, like, um, just, like, being able to shoot and being able to attack, even if – I'm attacking on bigger defenders. I just always want to be able to get to the basket and shoot and pretty much play from everywhere. You mentioned, you know, you're getting the advice to, uh, you know, shoot well and, you know, get a lot of practice. Do you consider yourself a gym rat? I mean, do you show up, you know, an hour before practice, shooting from wherever, sticking around after practice and keep shooting until basically they shut the lights off on you? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much always in the gym. I always have been. I mean, I like being there. I'll go to any basketball games. I like practicing. I like putting in extra work. I think I'm a gym rat. So what other sports do you play, Brandywine? Uh, I play volleyball and tennis and soccer. Volleyball, tennis, and soccer. So you're a four-sport athletes, uh, athlete. So, and I'll ask this of pretty much all the multiple sports athletes: How does basketball help in the other sports, and how does the other sports help you play with basketball? Uh, I think it all ties into each other. Like, I mean, they all can help you. <laughs> I think, like, just like learning how to compete in all the different sports and conditioning yourself and practicing endurance in one of the sports just leads into the other sport well especially with soccer because that's endurance because you're out there a long time with uh, volleyball you're getting used to uh you know being in the gym and you know it's those short bursts which you need for basketball and like you said it's the conditioning aspect it's where you're working all the muscle groups you're not specializing so really it helps reduce injuries mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so um it's district week so 
you know, you've now you've regular season is done. You're working on districts and how has the year gone for you? How, I mean, how did the year start and how's the year uh, going right now for you? you? Now you're focusing on districts, getting to that next step. And, you know, does, how have how has your game changed from the start of the year up until now? Well, actually, the start of the year I was out because I had knee surgery. So, like, I, I started, like, during half of this season. So, I think it's def- it was definitely, like, an eye-opener. So, it was, like, um, just, like, realizing that, I mean, it's, like, you can't take it for granted. Like, basketball season once a year. Like, so now I feel like during districts it's, like, a big eye-opener. Like, this is the time when you really have to turn the jets on and get going. Like, if you don't win, you go home. Like. So, so now it's districts. Do you have a specific game day routine? Do you, uh, is it more superstitious? Do you just kind of have a like a lucky pair of socks? Do you take the same route? Do you sit on the same seat on the bus? Yeah, I'm actually very superstitious. Uh, I have to wear like the same game day socks. I have to have uh, the same Starbucks drink every game day. To listen to the same playlist. I'm actually very superstitious. So that's the secret to LA Naps game so far. Brandywine's coach, Josh Hood. So it's been, what, what, 14 years now since you've been at Brandywine? And you've had some great shooters throughout your time at Brandywine. So how would you put Ellie in the ranks of uh, those great shooters you've had for the Bobcats since for, since you took over? Yeah, you know, Ellie, uh, we, you know, you look at Emily Irwin, who's, I think, fourth in the history of the state of made threes. Um, and, and she was, you know, usually set up by uh, our wonderful point guard at that time, Jaleesa Gardner. But in terms of an overall basketball player, Ellie ranks right up there with all of the other 12 All-Staters we have had and maybe at the top of the list. She can impact the game in a variety of ways. She can shoot it. She can go to the hole. Um, she leads our team in steals. Um, but when you when you play in this program and, and um, you know, we've had a lot of success over the years and to be the leading scorer as a freshman, sophomore, and now junior year, uh, be first team All-State as a sophomore and and uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if I got to say so on it, she'll be All-State again this year while leading our 20-2 and two team. Um, says a lot about you. And so to come in as a freshman and, and do what Ellie's done over the last three years um, and make the impact that she has, uh, she, she has the ability to make everyone around her better. She's very unselfish, sometimes too unselfish, and we have to remind her that she needs to score and shoot. Um, but um, she's just a great player who comes from a phenomenal family, basketball family. Her dad, Nate, has been the head coach here and one of my great friends. I went to school with them and got to play with Nate in high school. He's been here now, I think, um, 18 years um, as the head coach just got his 200th win and she's got three older brothers that all had very successful careers so coming up Ellie's been able to learn from her brothers and her dad and and uh, probably get roughed up at home on the court uh, so so it kind of helps in that case uh, yeah absolutely and so she has that mentality but Ellie's just a phenomenal kid and we were very lucky to have her here at Brandywine now I'll go back to the St. Joe game because I literally had a front row seat to the game she has just an amazing shot. I mean, the 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 shooting motion and the the the, the I don't want to say the style, but the the you know the the motion that she does in shooting, it's almost perfect. And when you shoot well, when you do, do all the little things correctly, you can't help but shoot well. Yeah, she she has phenomenal mechanics. You know, I've I've been fortunate to watch Ellie since our kitty cat program and in, in kindergarten and coming up through and since third and fourth grade, um, people have been talking about Ellie Knapp and when she gets up here, what it's going to look like. And she does. She has a phenomenal shot, and that's not um, by luck or chance. That's by Ellie putting in the work. And when you know in the off season, she's in the gym with her dad all the time. She shows up to all of our stuff. But Ellie's put in a lot of time into this game. Um, you know, this week in preparation for districts. Uh, she was at the gym both Saturday and Sunday after hours. Um, then this week we had a, a really good practice on Monday, and then she came back up here with her brother and dad to try to simulate the opponents we got ready to play. And so that's that's just Ellie, her work ethic, her drive. 
Um, and again, you know, we're lucky to have a captain like Ellie that that uh, is also one of your hardest workers. I asked her if she was a gym rat. So basically, yes, she is a gym rat. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, an understatement. You know, you will find Ellie at the gym more than anywhere else. And again, her dad and brothers have, have done a great job of, of helping her with their game. And when you have a, a family like the Knapp family, who's a phenomenal um, phenomenal family. Um, you know, that's helped Ellie a lot as she's been the youngest and been able to watch her brothers play and be at all of her dad's games as well. And she said she had knee surgery early in the year. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it might have been a slow start for her, but, you know, she's obviously, the way she's played just the last couple of weeks, she's obviously well into the season. That knee, that knee problem is not even a problem anymore. Yeah, you know, when she got the initial diagnosis of a jagged tear of the meniscus, that was in the summer in August and had surgery September 1st, they said usually that's a six to 12 month process. Um, and then four and a half months later, because of her rehab schedule and her getting back at it, um, she got cleared. And so then, you know, she wasn't real excited about the start that she had, but when you we sit for six to seven months or five and yeah, a half months, it, whatever it, it was from the game, the no conditioning. Yeah. And, and, you know, she came back one day, the, the second time after Buchanan wasn't happy, uh, with how she played and, and, um, and then, a, a schoolcraft game, she just, um, said she watched the film and just wasn't herself with the speed and, and, um, decided to take her brace off. The doc said that was more for a mental thing to, to give her more, um, stability and in, in her, in her mind that she was going to be okay and has that extra support. And she's took that off. And from there, it's been, uh, back to, to Ellie Knapp form and she's been playing at a very high level. And again, she, she's done a great job of making all of her teammates around her better as well. Plus, there's a little, you know, unsure of yourself after an injury like that. You just kind of like, is the knee going to be strong enough? Is the knee going to be well enough to compete? And, you know, once you test it a couple of times and say, hey, this isn't a problem, you know, you cleared one of the major mental hurdles that you face in coming back from an injury. And that's what makes Ellie's game good. You know, I think last week against St. Joe, she was six of seven in the first half from the three. And then the second half, they did a lot better job of contesting her out wide. And then she got to the rim and was 10 of 11 from the free throw line. And so that's what Ellie has the ability to do. We've had great shooters who once teams lock down on them on the perimeter, um, they kind of they kind of are quiet then the rest of the game. But Ellie has the ability to go to the basket, and then if teams collapse, she'll kick it off to her teammates. And so, yep, she's gotten a lot stronger with the knee and a lot more confidence in that as we move forward. You know, she came back middle of January, um, but now you see her going to the lane without any thought um, and getting to the rim and getting fouled and landing and hopping right back up. And so we're glad to have a, a full strength Ellie back as we prep here for the districts this week. Your team is probably a young team, is probably the youngest you've had. I mean, you have one senior and three juniors, and then you fell off the roster with sophomores. So do you find yourself, you know, practicing a little more fundamentals than you would for a more experienced team than you normally would? We do a lot of fundamentals at the beginning, and that's a lot of it's offseason, but we always revisit. And so we had a lot at the beginning of the year when Ellie was out. We had a lot of weeks where we'd only had one game. And so we always have like some fundamental Fridays. We'll put some music on and revisit dribbling, passing. And we, we always start our practices with fundamentals just to give a refresher kind of on the key. Today's going to be boxing out or we're going to work on our ball handling. Um, and so you always have to remind kids of, of fundamentals and make sure we have those shirt up. Um, and yeah, they're a young group. You know, I've been lucky. Um, I've had these girls since third and fourth grade playing travel basketball, and we started a league here. And so I've had these girls for a very long time. So on paper, um, they're a young group. Um, but really, in the big picture, they're an experienced group and a veteran group. And, you know, we're excited about the postseason to be 20-2 and two, um, and play a tough schedule. You know, according to the state NPR rankings, we played the fifth toughest schedule around uh, in the state. And so you beat four or five conference champions along the way, and we've battled injuries. You know, we're still missing last year first-team all-conference player or second-team all-conference um, Naya Mason, who broke her leg at the beginning of the year. So we've dealt with her being out for the whole year and, and Ellie Knapp. 
um, you know, missing half. So to be where they're at says a lot about our depth and our program. So we're very excited about the future. Our middle school teams were 20 and two combined. And so we got a lot of good things going on right now. JV was 18 and two. And so we're, we're very excited about what's going on in the Brandywine girls basketball program. I'll say that your your senior uh, senior night was pretty short this year, but in two years you got that entire sophomore class going to be seniors. So kind of feel sorry for your PA announcer on that night. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. There's eight of them, and they are such phenomenal kids, you know. And, and what people don't understand is this group we have. Uh, last year we had a 3.8, I think, four five GPA as a team, and so they're they're student athletes. They're what we have 100 plus Kitty Cats, which is our youth program K through six. And this group we have right now with Ellie Leiden and Courtney Bates and and Cadence Brummett. Um, they are what we want those younger girls to look up to. And so we're, we're very fortunate as coaches to have uh, um, student athletes who give back to the community in several ways throughout the year um, who work hard on and off the court. It's your first, you know, now you're just wrapping up the first year in the Lakeland Conference. So it's a little bit of a step up from the BCS because you, you're not playing the small, basically Division One teams like Michigan Lutheran or Our Lady of the Lake, but you're playing, you know, uh, Benton Harbor and Dwajak and you're adding uh, – a lot more non-conference games because you with a conference of only five team members you have more non-conference opportunities plus you add the 22 game schedule now so you're able to schedule teams like St. Joe uh, which is the largest school in the uh, in the county yeah it's it's great for us to be able to go out non-conference and you know adding those teams you know, there's something to be said to go to Farnham Gym on a Friday night and yeah. play. It's fun. What an environment. It's good for us. We're now the smallest school, you know, enrollment-wise in the BCA or the Lakeland. And so that's exciting for us. We get to play bigger schools in our conference, and then we get to go out of conference if teams will play us. You know, we were very – I talked to Jeff and thankful that because that, they play us because a lot of Division One teams don't want to play Brandywine. I mean, we're small, but we're very scrappy. It's a unique style of play. And so next year we've already went out and got Vicksburg, who's a top-10 team this year and undefeated. Yeah, undefeated as well. And they'll have everybody back. We've already picked up Edwardsburg next year. We're, we're working on playing Kett City at Western Michigan University, who's the defending Division Three runner-up two years in a row. And so we can really go out now and find some great games for us. You know, it's not like football where you got to have a certain number of wins. We want to play anybody that will play us. And so we're looking to, to pick up any Division One, Division Two team um, that will come, come down to Brandywine or we'll even go there. But uh, it's, it's great for our program to be able to go play bigger schools and, and learn from that during the regular season because that will make you better in March. The WSJM Sports Player of the Week is sponsored by the St. Joseph Banking Center and South Haven Banking Center of Sturgis Bank, serving Berrien and Van Buren counties, member FDIC, an equal housing lender.